This podcast is hosted by RPP. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Normal people, Esther, don't just go straight to demonic infestation like we do. Because the government was also freaked out about the movies. They might be dealing with a demonic possession. Meanwhile, as she's on top of him, squeezing his throat, she's screaming, who sent you here? And they started to move towards her really fast. What are these? Australian aliens. Hello. Oh, fancy seeing you, ladies. Fancy seeing you here. Let's just jump right into it. Yeah, all right, let's go. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of uh, the isolation edition of I Think My Freak is Haunted. Woo! Uh, in the studio, it's me, Gemma, and uh, coming to you from uh, further down the coast, we've got Miss Esther. In my bedroom, Esther. From the me. comfort of her own home, and as usual, uh, the omniscient Chris producer. The silent devil herself. <laughs> <laughs> like a deadly but silent. So what's been going on this week? Well, um, you know how last week I said, oh, you know, I put the bins out. Yeah. That was the only thing I did this week. Well, um, yesterday or the day before, sorry, Jackson forgot to actually put the bins out. So now... Our bins are overflowing and oh, we have to wait I another hate week. That. that is so annoying. I'm so stressed because it's completely like thrown my timetable off for the week. I bet that so, would like, probably really freak you out because you're quite particular completely. about I'm cleanliness. Compl- I almost had the panic attack. <laughs> like I came I came back and I just saw the bins were near our shed and all the neighbors' bins were out and empty and beautiful and I just like walked close into my bin and saw that it was full of bags. No. And I just went, oh, my God, this week is going to be hell. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Can so, you, like, but how are you going? drop a couple, drop a bag to your family's house? Well, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, doing, like, a night run and just dropping it in all the... <laughs> but we have signature purple bags and full of cat litter, so they'll know it's us. All right. Yeah. Sounds like I'll be putting a meow in there somewhere. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I'll f- the cat little part. I'll figure it Did out. Did I swear? No, yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. I, I, I never. Scomo, there, there, you can put it there. No, I never <laughs> edit you when you swear. I only edit when you say incriminating things. <laughs> yeah, like Scott Morrison is a cunt. There, you can edit That's that one. It's not incriminating, though. You have to threaten He's with something. He's the reason why we're all fucked. See, it's I don't still know. still not yet. incriminating. We've got Freddie He didn't speech. help in the bushfires. No. He went to Hawaii. Where is how you can't get to Hawaii now, dickhead? All the borders are shut. Now who's the fucking joker? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So let me tell you oh, about a funny story that I that I read. Yes, do it. Sorry, I was I just cut you off. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to give a shout out to our artist friend Nick. Mm-hmm. He did an amazing drawing of me and Pennywise. I saw that. That was holy shit. Like your dreams come true. My dream. My dream. 
he was messaging me and he's like, I'm bored. There's no good horror movies on Netflix. What should I draw? And I'm like, can you draw me and Pennywise? And then he sent it back within like 30 minutes. Bless his heart. It's the wallpaper for everything. So, Oh, that's so cool. Insane. Anyway, continue with this story. Okay, so uh, it's from my favorite, Daily Stupid Mail. Yep. Uh, I actually saw this on Facebook, but then I, I looked it up to see if I could find an article on it um, somewhere else because I specifically – it's always funnier if it's from the Daily Mail. So, terrified yep. woman, 50, wakes up in a, in capitals, body bag at Paraguay what? Funeral Home <gasps> after doctors mistakenly declared her dead. Um, <laughs> a married mother miraculously came back to life as a funeral parlor – um, what? Funeral parlor workers were set to prepare her body for a funeral service hours after a doctor at a private clinic in East Central Paraguay had informed her family she had died. Gladys Duarte, what? who is an ovarian cancer patient, was rushed to San Fernando Clinic in the city of Coronel Ovedo on Saturday morning after her high blood pressure increased. According to a Paraguay National Police report, the 50-year-old woman was admitted to hospital at 9.30 a.m. and was checked by a doctor... Uh, he <laughs> declared her dead at 12, 11.20 a.m. before relaying the tragic news to her husband and daughter. The physician oh confirmed her God. cause of death as cervical cancer. Uh, he really fucked up. Yeah. Um, Sandra, which is the daughter, slammed Dr. Vera's judgment and said he just wrote her mother off instead of attempting to bring her back to life. Yeah. Um, and he just assumed her was she was dead. The hospital subsequently handed over a body bag containing Mrs. Duarte's cadaver in um, – quotation marks, to the personnel mm. of Duarte and Son's funeral who made the shocking discovery. Um, <laughs> the owner told investigators that Rodriguez Duarte was moving inside the bag when they no. unloaded her at the funeral parlour. She was immediately taken to one of the Social Welfare Institute's medical facilities and placed under observation. So, No, uh, that's... That's as bad as the coffin stories. Where's your faith in the medical industry now? <laughs> oh, you could sue him for so much money. Uh, but yeah. how did she? What was she? Did she fall into a coma? Like how did they? She must have. She must have. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe she just had like, a little snooze, have, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, she's dead." And like handling Wheel her body her away. and putting her in a bag and putting her in a transport. She'd have to have like been really sick. I guess. That's wild. I, I there is a photo of her and she, she looked okay. She was just laying in the bed kind of like with like her head sort of resting on one of her hands behind her head and she, <laughs> she looked okay. I just, <laughs> mate, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> now that's bad. Um, that's a bad start to the day. So uh, shall we do facts from the freezer? Facts from the freezer. All right. Um, the pads on dogs' feet are designed to be able to walk through the snow and icy temperatures without feeling that cold. Really? <laughs> I've often wondered about that. I, you know, I, I've often wondered if I, 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 I really want to take my dog to the snow like during the winter, but I'm always yeah. afraid that his paws will get too cold. Well, I still think people that who have dogs that aren't used to freezing climate should still put little booties on. 
And they're cute too. Like, I'm, I'm sure this is referring to like huskies and shit. Mm, yeah, true. I mean, yeah. I mean, Zachy's you've got never seen snow. Like, he'd be like, what? No. Yeah. Yeah. Put some socks on it. Yeah. You know. All right, cool. Well, yep. that's good to know. I mean, he goes in the sea. Yeah. Like, you know, you go to Dog Beach in the middle of winter and there's dogs jumping in the sea. Oh, yeah. They're built, they're built better than us. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, yeah but definitely. I'm going to do it. I just want to see his face when he sees snow. You just be like, what? <laughs> but he doesn't like Am anyone touching his baby? feet, so I don't like my chances of getting those booties on him. Oh, cute booty. Okay, so check out this fact from the freezer because I am not actually sh- sure yet if I'm being pranked. Okay. I want to see what you think. Okay. Yes. Flamingos feed their chicks milk. What? I know. They produce what? They produce bird milk through glands along <laughs> the digestive tract. Young flamingos eat the milk until they have developed the mature filter-feeding apparatus in their bills to allow them to feed on solid food. So what? where does the milk come from the bird, out of the bird's beak? Or does the bird have a nipple? I'm not clear on that. It's not a mammal. Mm. I mean, birds are warm-blooded. Yeah, but aren't mammals, like, milk producing? Yeah, but normally birds will go get the food, chomp it up in their mouth, and then kind of, like, regurgitate it for the babies, I know, don't they? but, yeah, they do, but mammals are defined by whether they breastfeed. So, like, I, I think it's, there's some sort of, it's either a, sh- it's either a whale or a dolphin that, no, it's, it's defined if they give birth. To live young. Not, yeah, not. In an egg. Well, that's the they, like, that's the juxtaposition, isn't it? Because well, flamingos are born and out of like, an egg. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's the weird shit because it's either defined as um, milk, like breastfeeding, or being born without an egg. But so if the fl- so if it is the breastfeeding one, then what the fuck does that make the flamingo? But if it's the egg one, I don't – shit, you, man, that's complicated. I know, you understand I'm my confusion. I'm going to be thinking about that at like 3 a.m. tonight. Go down that rabbit hole because I wow. I kind of feel like maybe it is a joke. Wow, what? They make, they have milk come out of their intestinal tract? That's cray. <laughs> I've got three double chins right now because I'm sitting so far back in my seat going, what? Uh – what on earth? What are you, flamingos? You are mysterious creatures. You do have pink skin like humans. Uh, so Dr. What are you? Dr. Jess sent me a, a funny article this morning. Uh, yep. Prickles the sheep returns home to Dunalley Farm after fleeing 2013 bush, bushfires. And basically, this, so this sheep in 2013 <laughs> ran away from the farm during a bushfire <laughs> It's been Poor seven baby. years and it's come on back the to run. the farm. It's been just living in the forest. It's it's just been living on its own. And it is literally round because it's got so much wool. Good boy. Um, He's been surviving. Yeah. He's been eating the bodies of lost travellers. Uh, farmer, farmer Alice Gray told uh, ABC Radio Hobart, she's a great big fluffy ball of wool. She looks very healthy and she's oh. happy now and she's in with some other little friends. Um, Baby, found your way back. How romantic. What yeah. a good happy ending. And it's yeah. got her, like, compared to 
the other sheep and she is really round and big and it looks really, really heavy. So they're going to um, give her a big shear. They're going to shear her and um, they're doing like a competition. Um, they're running a competition to guess the weight of Prickle's fleece and they're raising money what? online through um, yeah. a website called My Cause for the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees because they're saying that some people, some people in the world aren't able to self-isolate like Prickles did. Oh, baby girl. <laughs> fucking the big land. <laughs> Doing a little run. Yeah. Comes back all huge and majestic. Yeah. That's what I hope that isolation does to me. I hope <laughs> when we're all released, I'll be able to walk up and they'll be like, Wow, what's that really round, majestic thing? Oh, my God, it's Esther. She's back and she's raising money for the refugees. What a legend. Yeah. Woo! That's going to be my ISO story. So, yeah, that's that's all the stupid stuff I have this week. Prickles home, mate. Yep, prickles. Go prickles. Can you you imagine um, if... She had grown so big and furry that people thought she was a cryptid in the area for seven years <laughs> and there were like weird sightings of this round yeah. cryptid and it's like, nah, man, it's just prickles. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. What a little cutie. Oh, okay. What a little cutie. What a lovely story. It is Thank very cute. You. But they said it was good that she was the type of sheep that doesn't grow wool on her face. Because that would have been a bit of a problem, but so it's just her whole body except for her face has is just short oh for my her. goodness! So she's just a, like a cotton ball with a little, with a little head, sheep face. Yeah. Oh my god, that's my dream aesthetic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wandering sheep aesthetic. Okay, should we get going with our stores? Okay, cool. So mine's quite a long one, and it's quite sad. So if well, it really depends. Would you like me to go first, or do you, if you've got something kind of funny, let's let's. Mine's not really night. funny, but I'm sure I'm gonna like make it funny somehow. All right. Well, there's pretty much literally no way I can make mine funny. There's nothing. <laughs> All right. All right. So there's I'll go first. Like leaving the audience members in a depressed state. Yeah. So, let's yeah. not. Let's, let's do not. it. You let's go not. first. Okay, cool. So um, I had loads and loads of sources for this one. Vanity Fair, Wikipedia, 13th, Floor TV, The Guardian. Uh, oh, God. What, did, what does that say? Palgrave.com, The Mirror, Wales Online, BBC, The Independent, The Irish Examiner, and The Daily Frickin' Mail, of course. Oh, Tr- God. What story don't you do with the fucking Daily Mail? They're so funny. <laughs> You should, they should be sponsoring you. I know. They're talk just about so funny. So much. The way that they talk is just hilarious. I love how they do the dot points at the start of every story and they're just so dumb. Oh, right? <laughs> it's such a waste of time because then you don't need to read the story. Yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, yeah. So let's do uh, – let's bring the mood right down. Trigger warning, suicide. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, just I'm getting into some it. other notes before I begin as well. Just – so, you know, Esther, there are a lot of names in this story. So, yeah. um, and I will refer to them kind of like back and forth a little bit as well. Um, okay, so just so you know, there's, there's a lot of the journalism surrounding this case. Um, it was very confusing. I was finding a lot of conflicting information. Uh, so, some of the dates, some of the ages of the people involved 
Mm. I found conflicting information on those types of things. Um, So I did my best just to sort of find out what the most popular. Smooth it all out. Yeah. Um, It was really hard to piece together, actually. Well, I'm excited. Okay. So between late 2006 and 2009, tragedy stuck, struck the town of Bridgend in South Wales when an unprecedented number of suicides took place over the space of just two years. 25 young people took their lives during this time all by hanging, causing what? the media to label Bridgend as suicide town or the suicide capital of the UK and people to speculate that a suicide cult had been organised in secret. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah, it's a weird one. And I was surprised I didn't know about this until just a few months ago because I was living not far from Bridgend um, up until 2013. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big, big story. It's a big story, yeah. That's huge. I used to pass really... through Bridgend train station all the time when I went down really? to Wales to visit. I mean, I never really had any reason to hang out there or anything, but um, I did pass through there a, a fair bit. So Bridgend right. uh, is in South Wales. It's sort of halfway between, say, Cardiff and Swansea, for people who yep. don't know the area. Um, population is about 38,000. So I wouldn't classify it as a city. I'd say it's more of a town. And to give you an idea of regular suicide rates in that area – uh, in the years between 1996 and 2006, an average of three men ended their own lives in Bridgend every year. So 25 okay, so over a couple of years was obviously a cause for extra concern. Something's going on and all hanging. Wait, 25 people in two years? Yes. That's wild. So Sorry, I it's thought, usually I you said three, three men people per, in 25 years. The average for 10 years from 96 to 2006 was three men per year. But okay. between two, the end of 2006 and 2009, it averaged it, – it, it was actually 25 people in this that's, pretty small town. Yeah, that's, that's scary. So uh, in 2009, a journalist called Carol Cadwallader wrote in The Guardian, a single suicide is an unsolvable mystery. It's impossible to ever finally know the truth, what was in their head, why they did it. In a suicide cluster, this is an unknowability greatly magnified. So it all began on the 25th of September in 2006 when an 18-year-old boy called Dale Kroll left his family hole in Masteg, hole, home in Masteg. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. To visit his friend... (laughs) So he goes out to visit his friend David Dilling, who lived yep. in nearby Porthcawl. So Bridgend is made up of a sort of a, a, a few different little areas. Yep. So when Dale didn't re- return home, there was no serious concern. Um, although he did have a history of drug and al- alcohol abuse, Dale's family presumed he had just gone out with some other people. I mean, he's 18. Okay. You know, sometimes you go out and you stay at people's houses, that kind 100%. of thing. 100%. Yeah. So when he didn't return for a few days, they started to worry and wonder if he had come into contact with some sort of foul play. He was actually missing for three months when his body was finally found by the police on the 5th of January 2007. So his friend that he went to see, David, 
had told yep. police about a place in Porthcawl where they used to hang out together called Coney yep. Beach and sometimes they would sleep over there. And it was there yep. that he was found in an abandoned warehouse for fairground supplies. Okay. His body, mm. his body was badly decompo- decomposed and the autopsy results took a while to come back, finally determining that the cause of death had been hanging. Um. So I'm guessing mm. um, it probably would have been quite decomposed, um, especially if they were yeah. unable to tell if it was actually hanging. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that that's interesting. Yeah. Like I wonder what material he used because usually bodies that have been hanged can last for quite a while and you can tell by their fucking – if their neck's broken yeah. or, like, their throat area has been damaged. Mm. Interesting. Um, I couldn't find any real sort of really specific information about that. Um, yep. So it was really just kind of left to my imagination, really. Now, yep. on the 18th of February uh, 2007, David, David Dilling, Dale's best friend himself, walked behind a church and hung himself from a tree. What? He was 19 years old. Although Do you he know had, if he had any past mental issues with mental health, mental illness? Well, it says, although he had been upset by his friend's death, no one saw any signs of suicide in the lead-up to the incident. They only noticed mm-hmm. he had begun to smoke more than usual. But that was okay. pretty much it. All right. And I do want to also mention out of these 25 deaths, there's four or five that they think are not actually connected to the others, but all the rest, they seem to have a loose connection with the others. So one week later and two days before David's memorial service was scheduled, another close friend of David's and Dale's called Thomas Davies, aged 20, walked behind the same church David had and hung himself from the same tree. What? So three friends from the same friendship group. Again, the family and friends were shocked and confused. Thomas had even bought a new suit to wear to David's funeral. Oh, shit. So that's pretty weird. David's stepdad, Mm. Christopher Claypole, said, I don't believe they arranged it. Or that it was a copycat thing. I don't believe in a suicide cult or anything weird on the internet, but they were all connected because they knew each other and were very upset by the deaths. I can't explain why they did it. And this was just the beginning of a two-year spate of unexplainable suicides in the town. And I'm telling you, it just gets crazier. It really Yeah, this is not. Yeah. So... Uh, on the 26th of April, 2007, so we go through March with pretty much no uh, issue. So the yep. last one was eight, on 18th of February. On 26th of April, 20, uh, 2007, 19-year-old Anthony Martin hung himself at his home after being made redundant. And it was the beginning mm. of a very public outcry into the mental health service. Yeah. This one's really sad. Anthony's mother, Tracy Roberts, was hugely angry about the state of the mental health system in dealing with this case. She told a journalist, he's in that pot there, indicating an urn on a shelf on the living room wall. Well, half of them is. 
The other half I buried with my daughter in Colchester. She was seven weeks old oh. when she died from cot death. What? So that's really sad. Yeah. Uh, Anthony had a history of self-harming, which twice landed in, in hospital. Mm-hmm. His file allegedly read, A.L. Martin was a young man who had complex personal, social and psychiatric needs. The critical incident review identified that there were no particular resources specifically directed to this patient group. To date, such mm. a resource does not exist in the Bro Morganwig NHS Trust, which basically is saying this kid is sick, but we can't help him. We don't have yeah. any way that we can help. We don't have the facility for that, which is really dangerous. 100%. This is a lot of the reason, like, this this issue of not um, being, of inexperience, um, of not having the facilities, mm-hmm. of not having the funds to to create um, programs and supplemental. Completely, it just, it, it you know, and this, it doesn't I think, slow down the rate. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's really, it's not appropriate just to say we can't help you because no. how hard is it to get a counsellor? How hard? Yeah. A referral, you but know. I do feel that in the UK it is very hard for people, especially people uh, from a certain economic standpoint Completely. that don't have a lot of money. It is very expensive. You have to be quite wealthy to be able to get mental health help. Completely. Mm. It's, still, it's still the same today, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I think a lot, unfortunately, a lot of um, – people don't take mental health seriously and especially in males mm-hmm. you know yep. there's that whole just go for a run yes you know get out of bed you know put your head up just go and distract yourself it's like that doesn't stop suicidal yeah. thoughts go for a hike like yeah mm. go and hang out with your friends that mm-hmm. doesn't help yeah if you're really suffering so yeah sad Um, so then, uh, also in April, 2007, I could not find a lot about this victim and with actually a few of the victims, there was only very minimal information. Um, but Mm. I couldn't find an exact date, but in April, 2007, a man named Alan Price, who was either 21 or 24 from Mastec, Mm -hmm. um, was found hanging in his bedroom. Uh, his girlfriend, Alicia, said he had changed and become short-tempered. Recounting a phone conversation they'd had the day he died, she said, he said, I've got nothing to live for. Will you always be there for me? And she said, yes, of course. But his father late, later found him hanging at the family home with traces of amphetamine, uh, MDMA, cocaine and morphine in his body. Okay, then, interesting. Yeah. Then on the 17th of May, James Knight, 26, was found hanging at his home in Bridgend using a belt. He had apparently broken up with his girlfriend and had been drinking heavily. Again, there was not a lot about that one. Mm. And then on the 3rd of June, 2007, Alan Price's best friend, Lee Jenkins, also dies. So Alan Price uh, was the one broke up with his girlfriend and he had been short-tempered. Yep. Um, so he so, committed suicide too? 
his best friend has. Yeah, right. So his best yeah. friend, Lee. Um, so Alan's death had had a very ba- bad impact on Lee and he was found hanging from a window at a friend's place. His mother told the inquest he apparently had a history of depression exacerbated by his friend's death. He would visit mm. Alan's grave every day and said that they would be oh, together. That's sad. Coroner Philip Walters, he actually was the coroner for many, if not all, of these cases, so he pops up a few Mm. times. Uh, Mr. Walters said, Mr. Jenkins was three times the drink-drive limit and also had amphetamines in his system that would have affected his judgment. So in in a lot of these cases, we are just dealing with people going through a really hard time. Yeah, In others, it's less... Easy to, it's a bit weirder. It's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they've they've had plans for the future. Exactly. And they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got ones coming up. Like you know, they've got babies on the way. They've got weddings on the way. They've got holidays planned, and it's yeah. just really, really strange. It is. So it's weird, man. Yeah. On August the tenth, seventeen-year-old uh, Zach Barnes was found hanging from a washing line. The Mirror reported the incident as occurring after, and they were really disrespectful, actually. Their article was, I mean, they just painted him as this little troublemaker. Uh, Mm. They said it occurred after a six-hour drinking session with friends and, in the words of the Mirror, knocking back cheap supermarket booze. Yeah, what legend? It was just like, well... Yeah, they're painting him to be this, like... Just complete loser. Yeah. Um, One of Zach's friends, Ricky, said that on the way home they parted ways and in the morning he texted Zach's dad, Paul, to see if Zach had got home all right. He said Paul uh, Paul said he hadn't got home and then he called the police. He was found after a two-hour search with a blood alcohol level of double the legal driving limit. The coroner, again, Philip Walters, could not find a clear indication that hanging was either deliberate or intentional. So uh, it's a bit of a weird one. Like, did he? Yeah, it really is. It's a really strange one. But Ricky, his friend, said Zach was a really happy guy, really funny, and I don't know why he did it. Um, Oddly enough, Zach was a friend of Thomas Davies' family. So Thomas was one of the three boys that killed themselves at the start. It's really weird, man. And this has all happened in the space of a couple of months, uh, I think five months. Um, yeah, this is not. I so, can't believe I haven't heard of this. It's weird, isn't it? So, uh, again, in August, on the 23rd of August, just a couple of weeks later, a man named Jason mm. Williams, who was 21, was found hanged in his garage with no obvious explanation of why he had done it. His fiance Sean, said he was a very, very shy person who had gone to work as a lorry driver as normal that day and they were due to be married in just a few months. What? Yep. In September 2007, Andrew O'Neill, who was either 19 or 20, was found hanging at an empty house in Bridgend by his sister and mother. They said he had been getting death threats from local criminals and that he may have owed them money. Apparently, he was really scared that they would hurt him. 
and then there's a gap from September until December, but then the suicides start up again at an alarming rate. On the 27th of December, Liam Clark, 20, hung himself in a Bridge End Park. Media said his death was not connected to other, other deaths, but it mm. was soon to be. Liam's father, Kevin Clark, 46, told the Daily Mail the deaths were very, very strange. On the 5th of January 2008, 27-year-old Gareth Morgan, who knew Liam, was found hanged in his bedroom on, uh, in Bridgend by his brother and stepbrother. Sorry, bro- yeah, brother and stepbrother. The tragedy stunned friends and relatives who said Gareth showed no indication of depression. However, he was apparently upset after the breakup of his relationship with a woman named Leanne. He sent Mm -hmm. her a text message saying he would see her in the next life. Uh, And apparently he did, in fact, also know Liam Clark. He was the one that hung himself just after Christmas. Um, Yep. Not long before that, like literally a week, actually. It was like eight Mm. days. Um, On 17th of January, so another couple of weeks, uh, a girl this time, Natasha Randall, was found hanged in her bedroom. Uh, Natasha had been friends with Liam Clark. She had left a message on her Bebo page to Liam after he died that said, R.I.P. Clarky boy, gonna miss ya. Always remember the good times. Love ya. Kiss. It was actually Na- uh, Natasha's death that apparently sparked the idea of an internet suicide cult by the media. Mm. And I think it's because, like, it's mostly been boys and all of a sudden it's a girl. So Yeah, it's thinking, really weird. It's really, really weird. I mean, this is literally like a suicide either once a month or twice a month at this point. It's weird, man. Uh, On the 4th of February 2008, Angie Fuller, 18, a young woman with a history of self-harm, was found hanging by her fiancé from a banister after a party they had thrown. Again, there was not a lot of information about that one. Uh, And then a couple Mm. of weeks later, on the 15th of February 2008, Nathaniel Pritchard, this is a really sad one, he was only 15. He was found hanging in the attic room of his home by his brother. He was taken to hospital and put on life support. Uh, However, his family were were informed that he would not survive. Apparently that day he had had a fight with his girlfriend on MSN Messenger. Do you remember that program from years and years ago? 100%. It was like an instant messaging type of thing. Yeah. I used to use it when I was a receptionist. I used to talk to my friend who was also a receptionist and we used to have it at the bottom of the screen. (laughs) Um, so this boy, Nathaniel, um, he'd had a fight with his girlfriend over at MSN Messenger and he ended the conversation by telling the girl to go off with her new boyfriend and he also said, I'm going to kill myself and it's going to be your fault. Oh, fuck. Um, later that night, and this is really tragic, um, so this is on the same day, Ke- uh, Kelly Stevenson, she's 20 and she's actually Nathaniel's cousin. Uh, mm. was told that Nathaniel, Nathaniel had hung himself and he was on life support in hospital. Uh, she actually lived 15 doors down from his family, but she was visiting another family member in Kent at the time. She was later mm. found uh, by her uncle hanging f- 
from the shower railing in the bathroom. And apparently she had just said, oh, I'm just popping to the toilet. And she had done What that. is happening? I know. It's so weird. Um, A few moments before she hung herself, she sent a message to her girlfriend of three years called Amy saying, I love you. Amy Amy later said, I was in total shock when I was told what she'd done. I would have never believed uh, Kelly would take her own life. She never spoke about killing herself ever. She always said suicide was a stupid and selfish thing to do. What she did was totally out of character. Uh, So Kelly was a sports fanatic um, who Amy said had social ties with some of the other boys that had hung themselves. And apparently she'd also been to at least one of their funerals. She was Mm. also good friends with Liam Clark, who had killed himself in December. So this boy seems to have a a connection with a lot of the suicides that happened afterwards. On the 19th of February... 2008, um, so so much is happening in the first couple of months of 2008. 16-year-old Jenna Parry was found hanged from a tree in a forested area called the Snake Pit near her home. Apparently her best friend was the cousin of Zach Barnes, who had died the previous year, the boy that was found hanging from the uh, clothesline. Yeah. So she had a connection with him. Uh, 6th of April 2008, a 23-year-old woman called Michelle Sheldon from Cardiff hanged herself during a visit to her boyfriend who lived in Bridgend. I found that weird. So he lived in the town where all the suicides are happening. Yeah, and she lived in Cardiff, which is the nearest large city. Um, and she, and just, she went to visit and then just committed suicide. Yes. Yeah, that's really, really, very, very really strange. weird. This whole um, thing is really weird. Yeah. So March had no suicides. Then April, um, it all starts up again. So we've got Michelle has just killed herself. And then on the 20th of April, 2008, a boy named Sean Reese, who is 19, was found dead hanging from a tree at 7.30 a.m. by his dad and brother. He'd apparently had a verbal altercation with some of his friends and had stormed off. So they went to find him. His friend Emma said, Sean was always really happy, always smiling. I'm really shocked. He wasn't the sort of person who would do this. He had loads of friends and he was really popular. This is weird. And then the on... cursed, dude. It's very, very strange. On the 5th of May 2008, Christopher Jones, 23, was found hanged in his family's garage around 11pm and died in hospital the next day. His girlfriend was seven months pregnant. What? Honestly, like, can you believe this? What is happening? It's nuts. On the 6th of June, pub worker Neil Owen, who was 26, was found hanged by his father near an industrial estate. He was due to go on Mm. holiday shortly after and was also a close friend of Sean Reese, who died in April. Okay. And then on the 16th of June, Carwin Jones, 28, was found hanged from a tree. It has been reported that Mr. Jones, a building worker, was found by a woman just passing by uh, and he was found in the woodland near the local pub, which is called the Odd Fellows Arms. And she found him about 7.45 p.m. And Mr. Jones had a two-year-old daughter. What is happening? Yeah. 
And it turns out that Corwin Jones, uh, Carwin Jones and Neil Owen actually lived on the same street as Sean Reese as well. So I don't think they actually knew him, but they lived in really close proximity. I wonder if it was like a, 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 like a frequency in the air and stuff that were making like people age between 15 and fucking 30 kill themselves well it's interesting you say that um there have been to- there has been talk of that type of thing um especially things mm. like ra- fr- radio frequencies like you know things like you know how everyone's yeah. obsessed with this 5g thing at the moment that sort of thing and the reason yeah. i was doing this story is because remember last week moxie was telling uh had told you yeah, about the, the, the pokemon um story which i did look up and it was apparently yeah. caused well it turns out it's a creepy pasta, so it's not actually true. But what? No, it's not true. Sorry. <laughs> so basically, Fuck this this Pokemon video game in the nineties apparently put out a frequency that caused a hundred young people in Japan to commit suicide. That was the legend, and that made me think yeah. of this story. And maybe kind of think maybe it's a similar kind of maybe there's something in the air. Remember when we did the sounds? Um, yeah, it, you that's know what maybe I'm there's like a hum or like you know something like that. Maybe there's something totally that not everyone can hear. So that's on the ninth on the ninth of August, part-time DJ Reese Davies, twenty three, was found just days before he was due to fly to Benidorm for a holiday with friends. Now this is the thing: British people do not. Give up on holiday to Benny Dorm. Chris, am I right? No. What's, the, what's Benny Dorm? It's like Benny Dorm is a really cheesy, like, resort island in Spain. I think it's in Spain. And um, yeah. British people go there and they just get wasted and go on water slides. Is it like, um, like those beautiful beaches that are just, like, filled with, like, Tasty British people. It's kind of like Bali. Like, you know how all of us go to Bali? Ugh, well, Benidorm yeah. is one of those places. It's not posh. It's just a cheap, sunny holiday for you to go with your friends yeah. and get absolutely wasted. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, going to the Gold Coast or something. So what I'm saying yeah. is, like, he's about to go to Benidorm with his mates. That's, like, so much fun. Like, that's oh, why sure. I am totally dubious. Um, yeah. And he also no, lived just around the corner from Neil Owen as well. Something is something's totally up, something's man. in the water, something's in the a, beer. I don't know. This is like high frequencies or something. It's weird. Yes, there's something. It's something. So on the tenth yeah. of November, Lisa Dalton, twenty-five, a mother of one, was discovered dead in her home just a few weeks after being discharged from rehabilitation for anorexia. Um, but fortunately, her, her daughter was at her grandmother's house at the time, so she didn't witness anything. And then the 28th of December, 17-year-old Rob Scott Jones was found on a playing field next to a tennis club in Bridgend by a passerby. Uh, and basically, those are the 25 victims of this odd mm. phenomena. Um, I've just got a few more notes, though, that I want to go through. Mm. Um, So, oddly enough, there was one more uh, that's connected to this, and that happened in 2010. In 2013, there was a documentary that came out called Bridgend, 
and it looked at the media's effect on people in the area and what the problem was with the town and its young people. In the film, a boy named Justin Beecham, who was 20, was interviewed uh, about his friend Thomas Davies, who had committed suicide. And this boy, Justin, he tells the interviewer that he would never kill himself. However, a few months after filming, in February 2010, Beecham hung himself from a tree close to where his friend had died. And he, he and his partner were actually expecting what a baby. What is happening? So... A lot of people ask the question, was it an internet suicide cult? Uh, Some people have been sceptical because every time a suicide occurred, a memorial page was created for the person online and people would post messages of sympathy Uh, who would be later found dead themselves. So a lot of the people that posted saying, we're going to miss you, man, that type of thing, a lot of times they would pop up dead later. So because of this, pages were uh, actually taken down to avoid any hidden meanings behind the, the sympathy messages. Uh, the local That's people weird. Think, it is weird, but the local people think it's simply a case of a more vigilant mental health care system being implemented. Uh, mm. Also, according to my research, women and girls apparently attempt suicide three times more frequently than men, but they're... Um, three times less likely to succeed. Men tend to hang themselves, whereas women Mm. hardly ever hang themselves. They usually take pills and they're often found in time to save them. In Bridgend, though, women and men were all using the same method of hanging. The hanging? Yeah. And the hanging isn't like... Sometimes it's not far. Sometimes it can take... Fucking ages. The interesting, another thing that I found was that um, in some of the cases, um, they also, they didn't hang themselves from height. Like in some of the cases, like their knees were still touching the ground. That's wild. Which is really odd. Um, The coroner, Phil, uh, Philip Walters said, I'm not convinced that some of those who died realise how quickly it happens. They would have been dead in one or two seconds, maybe less. So that, Tends that gives me the impression that some of them did jump from a height. Um, however, according to the research that I did, I know that some of them didn't. Uh, in, weird. in conclusion, um, Dr. Lars Johansson of Umeå University in Sweden has published several papers on teenage suicide and believes that this is the largest teen suicide cluster of modern times and that there's never been a cluster reported as sensationally, as comprehensively, as widely, or for as long. However, Vanity Fair writes about more historical suicide clusters, and they say, Outbreaks like this are rare but not new. Plutarch writes about an epidemic of suicide by young women in the Greek city of... uh, Militus? Oh, yeah. That was sub- I know this one. That was stopped by the threat that their naked corpses would be dragged through the streets. Sigmund Freud, who himself committed yeah. assisted suicide, which I didn't know, held a conference in the 1920s on teen suicide clusters. They have apparently happened in Germany, Australia, Japan, the US, Canada, and Micronesia. Yeah. Psychologists familiar with the phenomenon are saying that what's going on in Wales is a classic case of something called the Werther Effect, named for Goethe's novel 
The Sorrows of Young Werther, about a young man who puts a gun to his head to end the agony of unrequited love, and because he can't find his place in the provincial bourgeois society of the day. The novel's publication, this came out in 1774, and it actually prompted young men all over Europe to dress like Werther and take their lives. Fucking hell. (laughs) It's crazy. It's also called The Contagion Effect and Copycat Suicide. One person does it and that lowers the threshold, making it easier and more permissible for the next. Like 10 people waiting at a crosswalk for the light to change and one of them jaywalks. This gives the rest of them the go-ahead. Finally, I just want to give listeners some further reading. There is a book about this called The Bridgend Suicides um, by a lady called Anne Luce, L-U-C-E, and that was published in 2016. Uh, And that is The Bridgend Suicides. That's wild. Yeah, it's... Pretty, and I didn't, disturbing. I didn't quite get the enormity of the case until I really looked into it and read a lot of um, articles about it. See, it's interesting because there are so many pathways you could go down to try to explain what the fuck is happening. You know what I mean? <sighs> Rather than killing yourself, you mean? No, as in like, was it a cult? Was it uh, like a weird phase? Was it um, like the high frequencies or low frequencies in the air? Was it a fucking weapon that the government was testing? Mm. Was it something like paranormal? You know, I have there to are ask so the many, question. It's so weird. I have to ask it's the so question. Weird. Was it actually foul play? Was someone else involved? Was it a serial killer? You know, when you started talking about the guys that were being hanged behind the church, the first thing I thought of was serial killer. Well, it's you know, weird, dude. It's because, fucking weird. Oh, and a lot of them. I think I only read about maybe one of them that actually left a handwritten note. Um, okay. And there was the two that there was the girl that sent the message to her girlfriend via her phone. Um, and then there was. That was kind of it, really. Uh, there was the one guy that said, mm. that texted to his girlfriend, "I'll see you in the next life." But apart yeah, but like from that, 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 you you can't prove that that's them texting. Mm. You never that's know, true. man. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, it's easy to text your partner, "I love you." Mm. I just think that there like, was so many weird. of them that you know you have to ask yourself. What is going on? Like, it's almost like they went into a psychosis. It's really weird. Mass suicide. I mean, you hear of people committing mass suicide out of fear. Yeah. Um, Uh, Jonestown? Like with Jonestown? Coronavirus. Yeah, Jonestown. There was um, that small village, I think it was in Europe somewhere, where there was rumours that there were soldiers coming to rape and kill the women and then they all committed suicide off the cliff. Oh, wow. It's happening with the coronavirus. There's been like a surge in suicides. Really? Murder-suicides. Yeah, a lot of people are committing suicide just from being like isolated and lonely and then others are doing it out of fear. Wow. I don't know. It's weird. Yours is weird though. That's weird as shit. Weird as shit. Really interesting. Anyway, yeah. Uh, should we yeah, get good a, job. a little break? Thank you. A little break? Yep. Cool. Yep. 
Gemma. Yeah. That sound. Which okay. one? Yeah. I want you to do that at my cue for my story, okay? <laughs> so when I hold up this, it means press that button. Right? Okay. All right. I'm going to do it. It's the okay. blue button. Oh, shit. Yep. It's, All right. It's really sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my sources are the infographics show, Atlas Obscura, last podcast on the left, and Thought Catalog. There are some really cool sources there. I love infographics. They're great. Pretty cool. They're they're the ones that they do like cartoons on uh, YouTube, don't they, about history and stuff? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a really good plague (laughs) one, a really good plague one. I learn with cartoons. I'm like Donald Trump. You know what? Some of us are visual people. Yes. Yes. Clearly. Anyway, so what's what's going on? So the year is 1837. (laughs) (laughs) Remember my cues, okay? Okay, cool. At this point in history, um, wait, let me just. What was the year again? I've already forgotten. Um, 1837. <laughs> <laughs> at this point of history, means of investigating crime were at their lowest, obviously. Oh, oh my God. I love like old, how they used to solve crimes. It was just crap. Yep. 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 The moon was facing south and the hairs on my chin-chin are facing west. Exactly. That's exactly how they <laughs> did it. That means the criminal is a black man. <laughs> Racism. Okay. Um, fingerprinting won't happen for another 54 years. Mm. The camera had just been invented. So taking spontaneous photos of potential crimes taking place would take way too long. And criminologists, forensic leaders, and the studies of criminals aren't really a thing yet. So it was a lot of obviously inexperienced officers taking people's worries, accidents, victimizations of criminal activity, etc. into their own hands. Mm -hmm. So... One day in South London back in 1838, thank you, a man runs over to one of these officers and he's freaking the fuck out. Oh, my God. He tells the officer that he's just seen some really crazy shit. Governor? The witness describes the... Huh? Governor? Huh? Governor? I saw this old woman with buttons. <laughs> she chased me. <laughs> she had a, a really shitty Cockney accent. <laughs> the witness describes the criminal as someone with red eyes, a contorted face, long, sharp talons on his hands. He breathes blue fire and he's able to jump the scale of buildings and jump over entire houses. Ooh, you know who it is. I know who it is. My favourite guy. I fucking love him. He is said to wear some sort of helmet or hat and has a black cloak and suit with a tight-fitting white garment 
So at the moment, he kind of looks like Sasha Valor, which I just love. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, I think it was the talons. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> mm, That aesthetic. His hands were also described as being cold and clammy like corpses. So, okay, this might be Sharon Needle. This figure was described as a demon, ghost, monster, and alien, even described him as a large white bull. Today, so it's Aiden we Zane. are talking. Uh, today, we are talking about Spring Hill Jack! Sound effect, yes. <laughs> yeah! And the, and the crowd screams. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sick! <laughs> Okay. Cool. Because, so, you yeah, know, I love I 19th like century Britain. It's my favorite place. I know. I really love Spring Hill Jack. And for the viewers at home, um, the listeners at home, listen to the last podcast on the left take on Spring Hill Jack because it is the funniest shit you will ever hear. Oh, Henry really? does like this impersonation <laughs> of Spring Hill Jack. And I just, I can't not look at Spring Hill Jack now without like this funny voice that Henry does. It's just the he best. He does the best, best voices. Um, did they do oh this a God. long time ago or oh, should I go back yeah, to the archives? Yeah, uh, kind of medium. I think it's in the middle. So it's around last middle. year or like, a couple of years. Yeah, I reckon it's I'm gonna in look like it up. the 90s. I'm going to yeah, listen to it so tonight. Good. good. Okay, so soon reports of Spring Hill Jack were popping up everywhere. Accounts of Jack tormenting people all over London town. Mm-hmm. So Jack would usually ring a doorbell, and when someone would answer, he would rip apart their clothes with his long claws. There were also reports of Jack ambushing people while out walking. Hmm. He was described as having a high-pitched ringing laugh, and he usually would do the laugh after scaring his victims and, fu- and running away, which I think is great. Hang on, so he didn't, like, <laughs> steal anything. He just kind of, like, went... Ee! He's just pissing people off. Just, yeah, he just, like... Sounds like my cat. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Flaps you around a bit and then jumps away. So he's just annoying okay. people. Yeah, he's just fucking around. Great. <laughs> I love him. I love Spring Hill Jack. He can do no wrong in my eyes. He's just a bored demon on the streets of London that can jump really high. <laughs> I love it. I love him. There were a few reports that Jack would dress in a large fur coat, chasing people on all fours and growling like a bear. Oh. Apparently, he did this to a gardener who was just gardening, minding his own bees. So, it's Ruby Slippers gone mad. Yeah, it's just Ruby Slippers in her <laughs> gun shy coat, her dollar gun shy coat. Jeez, did it cost that much? isolation. Yeah, man, they're expensive. They, are, they look expensive, so, though. They're very nice. They're very nice. Do you reckon his nice. was gun shy? Um, probably not. It was probably a Supray. The Prey Winter Edition. <laughs> Winter yeah. 1838. Winter-esque, 2007. <laughs> yeah. There were also many reports coming through that police started wondering whether there was a group of well-to-do men dressed up and scaring people. The Lord Mayor of London ended up creating a statement saying that Spring Hill Jack were just a group of wealthy jerks dressing up and harassing people. Uh, Boy, that would wrong. that would explain explain the gunshy coat. It'd explain the gunshy. It would explain <laughs> the the jumping over nine foot wall. It doesn't it would explain, explain that at all. The red eyes, high pitched. I know. Well, wealthy people have red eyes. 
All right, then what happened? <laughs> okay, back to where I had skipped. Jack really took shape after two of his most well-known, well-known attacks. According to an account that was extensively publicized at the time, in February of 1838, a man rung the doorbell of a lady called Jane Allsop's house, screaming that they had caught Springhill Jack <laughs> and that they were a police officer and that they needed help. So little uh, Jane ran off and she bought the man a candle because the street they were in was very dark. Mm. And then the so-called police officer proceeded to bl- breathe blue flames into her face. He and was tear Jack. And her clothes and skin with metal claws. <sighs> that doesn't sound like a thing a cop would do. It sounds like Spring Hill Jackie Boy. So he lured her out of the house. Yeah, he's being a trickster. And then clawed her clothes. Pranked her. Punked. Yeah. She just got punked. Okay. Jackadish. <laughs> yeah. So, so he just punked her saying that he was a cop. Um, she ran back towards her house. Oh, no. But he continued to cut her with his claws Aww. until Jane's sister came to her rescue, scaring off the attacker. Jane described Jack as having eyes with red fireballs and wearing a helmet and tight-fitting white outfit. Mm. It was a bizarre account, but Springhill Jack's reputation as some kind of devil grew even more. So he was a tight-fitting white outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. He So he wore, like, jodhpurs. The pictures... Back in the day, of he, he's wearing, like, jodhpurs and big leather boots. And then he has, like, this mess of this armour thing around his torso. And then he, he's got, like, a cape on his arms and he's got big claws and his helmet has horns. It's pretty sick. It's a cool helmet. I'd wear it, definitely. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. get going. He kind of looks like uh, Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not a movie about this yet. Why is there no movie? Um, He's in, like, lots of Penny Dreadfuls and shit. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in Penny Dreadful. That's why when you were, like, talking about Penny Dreadful before, I was like, oh, bitch. If they hadn't have wrapped it up so quickly after three seasons, I'm sure he probably would have been. Um, Yeah, probably. But I'm surprised that, like, Tim Burton hasn't done this story yet. Yeah, it'd be cool. I think he's a cool character. Yeah. Just days later, another attack took place in a different part of London. Lucy Scales was walking with her sister when a shadowy man jumped out and also blew blue flames into her face, <sighs> triggering her to have a seizure. Oh my These God. two testimonies also informed what would become his popular look as a gentlemanly devil figure. Hmm. You sounds like it'd be a laugh to have a drink with. I reckon it'd be great. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I reckon he'd be the biggest joker. Yeah. He'd be great. He'd be great. I really <laughs> have no issues with Spring Hill Jack. Yeah. Apparently, he also travelled to Scotland. So he's making his way around. Okay. Making his way downtown. I wonder, did he go by fast. ship or take the train? Or did he just uh, jump there? Probably spring healed. He yeah, jumped. I reckon he just jumped. He's got his <laughs> name for a reason, Gemma. It's like my name, Esther the Shit. I just shit everywhere. 
Chris is shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what happened then? <laughs> okay, so the more spring heel Jack fame grew, the less frequency reports um, about him were made until 1843 when a new wave of sightings swept the country. Was that because he that was is- starting a franchise? He was jumping yeah, around the country, he was starting um, franchises in Scotland. He was trying to get sponsored and he had to tone his shit down a bit. <laughs> he was making an only You're an insurance fans, was, nightmare, Jack. Yeah, he would be. Um, that is when attacks on carriage drivers became much more common. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, he was, he was starting to harass taxi he's a, drivers. He's like a bush ranger or a... Um, yeah, he's like um, like a he's carriage like a, robber. What do you call yeah, him? Yeah, he's like Ned Kelly, mm. but spooky and cool. <laughs> In the 1870s, the Packham ghost was reported by multiple witnesses. There was also a Park ghost in Sheffield. Both of which locals believe was actually Springhill Jack. He's just fucking around again. <laughs> wow! So this actually, so this is like you know forty. 40- Almost 40 years later. Yeah, he, still I'll, I'll get to that part in a sec. He, his reign of terror lasted a pretty long time. Wow, I didn't realise that. I thought I only thought he'd been, like, seen a couple of times and that was about it. No, he, he was playing tricks for, I'll just tell you now, he was okay. playing tricks for 67 years. Wow, then he got bad knees. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much deep heat can do. (laughs) That's good. Good one. Okay. Eyewitness reports of Spring Hill Jack continued popping up all over the country, if less frequently and from much fewer substantial sources as the spate of occurrences in 1837 to 38. Copycat attackers were captured a few times. Hmm trying to take advantage of the legend. You can't beat the legend. Jack mm. made a series of appearances at the Edelshot, Eldershot military base where he harassed and terrified guards in 1877. Then in 1904, Jack made what is considered his last confirmed appearance in Liverpool where he was witnessed leaping up and down the street. <laughs> What? Before jumping onto the <laughs> rooftop and bounding away forever. In Liverpool. That's so yeah, weird. He's just jumping around. I think that's great. Good it's on like, him. Aha! It is me. Bring your Jack King. <laughs> and then he just ran off. Doing some burgging re- in the reti- street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Nick, please... Please do a picture of Spring Hill Jack voguing down Liverpool's uh, yes, main Nick. street. <laughs> that would be the best. Spring Hill Jack. That would be so funny. <laughs> Cover girl. Put that face in your what? 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 <laughs> That's my Spring Hill Jack story, guys. Do you ever do you ever walk past your cat and it's sitting on the table and do you ever go, "Hey kitty girl." All the time. It's your world. I thought it was just me. Um, yeah, all the time. That was an awesome story. Radio Jack is a ledge on a hedge. I, I love it. I can't believe they haven't made a movie about this. I mean, well, maybe it's we classic. Should. Oh, my God. Maybe we should do that. 
Do you reckon we can make a movie with six six? Gr- uh, we'll start a Patreon. A we'll start a Patreon so that we can make the Spring Hill Jack movie. Yeah, do it. <laughs> and um, the main street of Liverpool can actually be in the main street of Mornington. That's yeah, by the beach off. too. <laughs> yes. Yes. We can, we can rent some top hats and some Victorian costumes from Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. We can do this. We can film we it can on our iPhones. This is legit. This is happening. This is a thing. This is a goal. Well, yeah. And we're kind of in like the Black Plague at the moment. So it all kind of ties in. Relays back on itself, doesn't it? Well, I love a good penny dreadful, as you know. I love anything from historical London. Um, So thank you so, so much for that. I love it. That's okay, mate. Thank you for your suicide story. Oh, cheers. It was a bit epic. Um, but yeah, I thought you know, it was definitely a story that you should know about just because um, it's recent and it's pretty Look, it was, serious. it was intense, but I'm glad you told yeah. me it. Anyway, yeah. cool. It was a heavy one. All right, guys, we'll stick around for episode around. 12 next week. Uh, yep. I'm guessing we'll still be in isolation, but we'll still be yep. bringing you episodes. Um, we've got – oh, my God, have we got two episodes to go till the end of the season? So – Next week well, is 12 we and then 13. So we got two more till yep. the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, so if you've got any requests for episodes that you – for stories that you want us to cover, please send us a message on our Instagram. I yep. think my fridge is yep. haunted. And, yep. yeah, feel, feel free to send us a message anytime um, with any yeah. thoughts that you We're have. We're bored. We're both at home. We're both We're at, home. at home. We're both at home. Yeah. Um, Looking cool. into our empty inbox. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've got like four people that regularly message us. Yeah, I know, it's great. Um, we would like they're, to make yeah, that pool great. of listeners larger. Yeah, there's about four that just like continu- continuously message us. It's great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah, my cat just jumped up on the bench and it scared me. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, um, you guys. When this is all over, I like, sorry, I went um, to the shopping center today and seeing real people down the street, I got like a full-on panic attack. I, I wonder how people are going to go like when isolation is done. Yeah. I reckon it'll be quite confronting. They're going to be like, <gasps> don't how touch do me. we talk to people? How are you? Are your hands washed? Yeah. Do you have a cough? Well. No, um, it's just lung cancer. It's fine. I don't know. It'll be interesting right. to see. It'll be interesting to see because I think as many people that really dislike being alone, there are another lot of people, myself included, who actually don't mind this isolation situation too much. It's just it's yeah, a little bit look, inconvenient sometimes. Like I want us to be able to go in the studio, but other than that, I kind of like just hanging yeah. out of my house. Well, see, I'm over it. I <sighs> just want to go back up to the clubs on Smith Street. I just want to go and perform. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm scared I'm going to be an old woman by the time this shit's done. No, you're not going to be an old woman. If you're going to be an old woman, I'm going to be dead. <laughs> no, you're invincible. Chris and I are at death's door. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm unhealthier than both of you. Anyway, guys. All right. Well, until next Happy. week, all you fridges. All you fridges. You know what's coming up. Be creepy. But don't be a creep. Bye. Bye.
actually, I've skipped a whole section of my my thesis. Let me let me go back to where I originally was meant to be reading. That's all right. I can edit it out. Like, 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 like,